I'm conflicted. Why are you conflicted? Because I don't understand. We haven't podcasted. It's my fault. I'm sorry. And like, and it's, it's not my just your fault. fault. I've been working overtime this entire time, dude. So tired. Waking up at 4:50 in the morning. Yep. I hate it. Same. Ditto. Working your hours. Hate it. <laughs> <laughs> so heating and cooling season is rip roaring right now. Well, actually, just heating. Cool. Nobody wants air conditioning right now. Yeah, you just not in Michigan. Open the door. <laughs> so prop a window. You got AC. So, no, I'm conflicted, and here's why. Why? Because this whole entire time that we haven't been podcasting, uh huh, the Red Wings are like won five out of their last six. They did. Yes. I've been completely just off of the internet for a, for a minute, and I'm I've been liking it. It's been nice. I'm just saying. Would you would you sacrifice this podcast for the Red Wings to win a cup if it came to that like no if I wouldn't really I wouldn't here's why I kick us straight to the curb (laughs) (laughs) here's why I think this podcast is important more important in the grand scheme of eternity than the Red Wings winning a Stanley Cup because guess what we're never going to beat Montreal Canadiens they have like 34 Stanley Cups we only have like what 11 12 Dan Taylor, are you out there? Can you can you get some Canadian facts up in here? Thanks. You'd be an Oilers facts. The, I thought that's what they learned in like their history classes yeah. in Canada. So I, yeah, a we were controlled by Britain, and then we invented hockey. Eh? I do pretty ha- cool. Have a book that's the history of the NHL playoffs. It only goes to ninety six. Oh. Dang it, one year shy, Jason, of, like, the best teams ever. I know it. I have the rest memorized, though. (laughs) I had, had like, Stanley Cup winners memorized, like, all the way back to the 70s. But, honestly, you get in the 70s and 80s, it's all Montreal, and it's all Edmonton, and it's all New York Islanders. Yep. They all just Islanders won four, Edmonton won five, Calgary snuck one in, and then the rest is just all Montreal. Yeah. So, I... So yeah, no, that's that's not all. That's not history that we need to know. But you know, today is an important day in history. What day is today? It is Rex, my youngest. Oh, he turned six today. Nice. I mean, not the actual Good. day people are listening to this, but the day we're recording it. Nice job, Rex. Good job. It's like, can I say this without being a terrible parent? Yeah. It's just, just you and I. It's just you and I in this basement and all you thousands of listeners out there. His birthday is my favorite. Why? Because oh, oh because my. it's more than just a birthday, Alex. And maybe it has something to do with what we're going to talk about today. Okay. His birthday is the anniversary of my wife and himself being alive. Oh, yeah. Because they were both supposed to die within minutes. Oh, my Lord. I forgot I, about that. Yeah. Yeah. Jess had a placental abruption, and I was at Meyer. That kind of, Okay. Okay. <laughs> Can we pause a second? That might be a really good name for a metal band. <laughs> no offense to your wife and what she went through, but gosh, I kind of want that to be a, like a death metal band song. Yeah. The uh, umbilical cord becomes detached from the uterine wall. I could be making all this up. Somebody needs to fact check all that. But basically... We're not doctors and we're not pastors. Basically, Jess and the baby were bleeding out from the inside. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. And they were desperately trying to get... Well, here's the thing is Jess's stomach was hurting real bad. 
And I was like, maybe you should go in. She's like, I don't want to go in. They're just going to put me on bed rest. I was like, no, you need to go in. She's like, fine, but this is dumb. This is pointless. I'm just going to lay here. And they're just going to send me home or tell me I can't get out of bed and don't move. It's like, yeah, but we're still going in. And Was it the Holy Spirit? I drop her off at the hospital. And she's like, it's going to be fine. You can leave. Like, go take care of the boys. Because we, we already had two kids at this point and we needed to go to the grocery store. She's like, run to Meyer, pick up some things. I'm going to be fine. I'll be right here. I'm in the back of Meyer when I get a phone call. and By the Lego section, no doubt, probably. No, I was in the food section. Oh. I was doing my due diligence. This was before I got back into Legos, I think. <laughs> but she calls and says, uh, you need to get back to the hospital. We're, we're having the baby now. And I get back to, by the time I get back to the hospital, like her doctor's like, I need you to sign this paper. If you don't sign this paper consenting to this, then your wife and baby are going to die. (laughs) Which, I mean, as soon as I signed that, they had her prepped and ready to go and just wheeled her straight out and back. And the entire time, like they told me, I couldn't even, I couldn't be in the room with her. I couldn't wait in the hallway. I had to wait all the way out in the lobby by the fishes. Where the fish tank is. It's never where you want to be. That's where it's serious. Yeah. Go all the way out in the lobby, Jason, and wait there. And I did nothing but pray the entire time. Dude. Just terrified out of my mind. Didn't know what was going on because I had gotten such, like, a short answer. Like, you have no choice. Say yes. We're leaving. Bye. This is happening. Hmm. And I, I just kept thinking, like, what if she dies I've got the other two kids all by myself and the baby's going to die. This is awful. And was just like hardcore. Holy cow, dude. You're freaking dropping a bomb on this episode. Dude, I was just podcasting in two weeks. I thought we'd go something a little lighter. (laughs) I was just hardcore prayer for a solid 20 minutes. And I think that's about all it took for them to get the baby out was 20 minutes. And then, oh my gosh, come back and see your baby. Like it was just, and then everything's fine. Super intense. No, everything was quite awful, actually. Oh, they they brought Jess back out of her room mm-hmm. too soon. Like they said, I could go back and see her, and um, her pain meds hadn't kicked in yet, and oh, so she was no. just like in the back rooms cussing up a storm like Samuel Jackson, just <laughs> letting everybody have Get it. Get these mother effing pain pills <laughs> in this mother effing woman. And I was like, what's going on? And the nurse was like, yeah, her pain meds haven't kicked in and she can feel everything. Mm. I was like, I'm going to leave. <laughs> There's nothing for Husband of the Year do. Award, Jason. She goes, well, she goes, you shouldn't be back here. <laughs> I goes, I don't think that I should. Oh, my gosh. Hey, for better or for worse, right? Am I right, Jason? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I wish I had... See, like Ada, so we had we had Ada at home, and like I remember throughout the whole process, think not not to that level of intensity, but like just throughout the whole process of Shauna's pregnancy, just praying for her. We read I read the Jesus book story Bible to Shauna's stomach, like all throughout that process, and like even during the so like we are we had a midwife, and when Shauna is laying on my couch, laying on our couch, 
saying, I feel like I need to push. I was like, not yet. The midwife's not here yet. <laughs> Jesus, help us. So I guess that's kind of a prayer. Yeah, I could see that. My mother-in-law is like, everybody get some gloves on. We're going to have to catch this baby. Oh, man. But no, your stories. I about wow. passed out when wow. we had the first baby. That was, yeah. But anyway, so we're not talking about babies. No, we're not talking about birthing. But another podcast, maybe. Yeah. Because Ada's birth story is like the best day ever, but also just like, holy cow, what did we just do? I have a lot of experience giving birth. I'd be, <laughs> I'd have some great story. <laughs> <laughs> but no, so Jason and I haven't podcasted in a while. That's because of our crazy work lives. But we decided to sit down, just the two of us, hold hands, and talk about prayer. Prayer. Praying. Yes. Taking our petitions to the Lord, as yes. somebody who is went to college would say. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like the, the, the really, like, holier-than-thou people, they always say, like, let us petition to God. Yeah. And it's like, or we can just talk to Jesus, like us simple folk down here say. Y'all can uh, just talk to Jesus, close your eyes, fold your hands. You can talk to How do you feel him. about people when they open up and pray and they say, Daddy? And then they That's a little weird for me. Yeah. That's a little weird. Yeah, that's just Abba, Father, like I've Daddy. Heard, I've heard people do that, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> and like, there's nothing wrong with it. I guess we'll get into it. it so, it's, it's yeah, we're not pastors, Alex. No, and we're not the best prayers here. No, either. which probably makes us qualified to have a really crappy podcast on prayer. Yeah. So, hey, without further ado, grab your popcorn, close your eyes, fold your hands. Let's get this Wait, thing started. Should- what? Should we pray about this? Prayer? No, let's just start the episode. <laughs> okay, okay. Let the episode begin. Have you ever been to a Catholic service and that's how they like do the prayer? You know what? I, I have never been to, like, a Saturday Mass or any... I've never been... What about a Sunday Mass? No. What about a midweek Mass? Nope. I've been to... Why do they call them Masses? Funerals. Oh. That's it. And so, like, at a funeral, they do, like, a full Mass, don't they? I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's, like, You're a You're asking mass. the guy who was Catholic when he was still in his single digits. Yeah. Bare, just... You I don't just, know? I just wanted to color the pictures of Jesus that they gave me to... <laughs> Do, do, do. And now Jesus has a Thompson submachine gun. Oh, no. You didn't draw Jesus with machine guns, did you? I drew I drew something with a machine gun. There was maybe a, some Bible character that I drew with a Thompson submachine gun. I don't know why. They were really easy to draw for me. That's my spiritual gift. I don't know. I feel, I feel like Gunner would draw Jesus with a machine gun. And that's probably our fault for naming him Gunner. <laughs> Like not you stepped into Gunnar, that. like AR, just straight out Gunner. Like you look up his name, it's just one who shoots guns. And I don't shoot guns. I've is never that, shot a gun. Is that the Greek name? <laughs> is that the Hebrew meaning behind it? Yeah. It's it could not get any more simpler than just one who shoots guns. Gunner. I remember it, this was my best friend's mom. This is the family that would always take me to church with him. She hung my drawing on the fridge. I was like Your 16. Your best friend's mom? Yeah. 
He's like, look at this nice drawing Alex drew of the Bible character with the Thompson submachine gun. Oh, He's going to grow up one day and not be a pastor. There was one time at Archie's that my kids were drawing pictures, and I drew a picture of a train for Rex. And the waitress thought that Rex drew the picture. And, like, before I said it could say anything, she, like, took the picture and hung it up on the wall with all the other kids' pictures. <laughs> and it was my drawing. It was that bad. <laughs> it's, like, three years ago. <laughs> I was like, no, but wait. And she was gone. Like... Well, it, well, it's still up there. Yeah. Jason, age 30, 31, <laughs> drew this picture. Gosh. I'm sure he was like, this is what happens when we miss name. two weeks of podcasting. Yeah. This is what happens. It just dev- devolves into stories of big boy drawings and burping into the microphones because we're drinking Coca Cola. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, we're talking about prayer. And- yeah. Leading up to this, because I think we decided this like last week, we were tossing around ideas. And then, no, 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 no. I wanted to do an episode on the theological implications that can be drawn from the Toy Story trilogy. No, you, you wanted did. to do wanted prayer to do trilogy. What is? They're making another one. No, they're making Toy Story four. They're not making Toy Story. Yes, they are. They ended it perfectly. No, they're making another one. Oh my gosh! Comes out like next summer or something. Are you serious? Yeah, look it up. Not right now. I'll look it up after. No, recording. they're making another one. So, but no, I I agree. We needed to do an episode on prayer. I wanted to do an episode on prayer, and here we are. Yeah. So another mass shooting, mm. and um, I just happened to be flipping through the radio, and I stop on NPR, and I hear this mother who's just completely distraught. And you can find this clip on YouTube. It's pretty much everywhere, reported by every major news source Um, i'm going to read a little section out of the usa today the mother of tell or fanos i don't know if i'm saying that right 27 who died in wednesday's mass shooting in thousand oaks california after surviving last year's shooting in las vegas like that's insane he survives the las vegas the worst lottery ever one being in a mass shooting two being in two of them yeah He's in two mass shootings and gets killed in the second one. Mm. Um, But this mother in this video, um, which was on ABC7 in Southern California, said, I don't want prayers. I don't want thoughts. I want gun control. I hope to God nobody else sends me any more prayers. I want gun control. No more guns. And... We're not here to talk about gun control. I think we've already talked about gun control. Did we? Did we? We did an episode on guns and we did one on church like security, man, like man, the nature of man, something about evil or something. We like did that. something a while ago. This is not a gun control episode. This is a prayer episode. But I feel like, like just hearing her on the radio, like struck a chord with me. Hmm. Like this woman. Like, disregard the gun control and how we feel about that at the moment. She doesn't want people praying for her. She doesn't want people sending thoughts anymore. Well, like, whenever there's a national tragedy... She wants action. Yeah. She wants something real to happen. So, like, whenever there's a national tragedy, like, people don't know what to say. People don't know what to do. I I don't know if we really know how to mourn. 
anymore. Yeah. Into just well, more. Especially in these situations. Into weep with those who weep. You know, it's immediately, let's choose sides, let's defend our particular positions, and unfortunately, it, there's a lot of, well, we're going to send out our thoughts and prayers. Now, as a Christian who legitimately believes prayer works, prayer is essential to the life of somebody who loves Jesus, sometimes prayer is the only thing I can do, and it could potentially be the best thing I could do in 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 this in a particular situation, right? Yeah. So, like... I, that concept of I don't want your prayers is very foreign to me. Yeah. I get it. But at the same time, it's kind of like, don't you realize what I'm doing for you? Oh, man. I had a family member going through a procedure, medical procedure, and it was, you know, not super serious, but could be serious. Mm-hmm. It was one of those things like, no, it's, it's this is kind of a big deal. And she was adamant that nobody at the church find out because she didn't want anybody praying for her because like she's going to get on the prayer list they're going to announce it on a sunday morning and then all these people are going to come up to her and say hey we're praying for you and you think they're do you think they really mean it do you think people are actually praying or is it or like in some instances is it just an excuse for gossip to take place well yeah there's gossip there's so many avenues we could go down with prayer and we could go through the whole gossip prayer request. well i have it unspoken but really what it is <laughs> is if i talk about it it's gossip so i'm trying not to gossip yeah. but i'll just tell you what it is anyway oh man i'm yeah, not just saying those are the worst sometimes like prayer like the closing prayer segments can sometimes be terrible <laughs> i'll just say it i'll say this so there was a older gentleman i think he was a older world war ii vet so happy veterans day it'll be a week gone since when this episode releases but i'm just saying uh and he asked to close the prayer out in our little church in metamora michigan he's like can i do the closing prayer and the pastor's like yeah absolutely darn if that prayer wasn't 20 minutes long. oh yeah was he preaching it was going through all the Old Testament, literally, he's going through every popular Old Testament story yeah. and thanking God for how he moved in those particular stories. And it's like, he's not wrong. Like, God did do that. Yeah. He's preaching a sermon through prayer. But I want to go home and have yeah. a hamburger and some macaroni and cheese that I know is waiting for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like I've done, I've done stuff like that before. Like, I suck at praying. I suck at public prayer more than anything. I I can't handle it. Like I can't stand it. Like I like I will get up in front, I will preach in front of people. I've done it I've done it numerous times. I'll get up, I'll play music, I'll sing. Please do not ask me to lead a prayer. Like you're really getting put on the spot. I, I yeah, and I don't like it at all. I don't like I don't like it either because it's it's like the room is almost expecting you to have this awesome like holier than thou speech when you like you pray i feel like and there's just sometimes i've gone up and done public prayers and it's just really much like hey be be with us this week help us to see you more have a good one oh later so the um (laughs) this one time i was in jordan (laughs) i said really you don't say (laughs) yeah and we were praying for this guy he just shared his testimony this muslim converted to christian he just shared like this three-hour amazing just 
saw Jesus in a dream and immediately started following Jesus. Like just this totally miraculous, crazy. This guy is more of a Christian than I could, than I could ever hope to be. He loves Jesus way more than I could ever imagine. And at the end, our, our group is going to pray for him. And we all huddled, huddled around him and laid hands on him. And like, okay, well, our missionary was like, I'll start off the prayer and then all you guys can add Ooh, stuff. Ooh, popcorn prayer. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, total popcorn prayer type moment. And it was probably maybe the best prayer that I've ever done with as few of words as possible because I'm listening to everybody just lay out just these beautiful like prayers for this man. Like, I don't remember exactly what they were saying, Mm -hmm. but I mean, just like perfectly spoken and using all the right words and all the right terms. And it gets like around to me and I'm like, God, please help this man be loved and help him to share with his family and to be loved. And he started bawling. He bawled his eyes out. And then I started crying because he was crying. But, like, that's what he needed to hear. And I'm like, well, don't screw it up. <laughs> like, but that's, like, I don't know. Sometimes not using the words is a big deal, I feel like. We're all over the place, I feel. Yeah, we're, we, let's rein it in. So we wanted to kind of talk about, like, some of the not necessarily negative aspects of prayer. I don't, I don't personally think there's negative aspects, but I, the only negative aspects are what we put onto it. Yeah, I feel like so like when we are so quick to say, oh, I'll pray for you. Yeah. Or like having those moments where you pray, but it's kind of just feels like going through the motions or or like in this instance with this woman that you you were talking about where she's like, I don't want any more prayer. Yeah, I want action. You think about it. Her son survived the Las Vegas shooting Mm -hmm. and now he's dead. And this video has gone viral. Now she's uh, some. She sends this weird bubble of celebrity culture for something like she could have never thought of. Like, and how many people do you think have already reached out? Like, our thoughts and prayers are with you. Just like maybe not close family, but just the random anybody who's or whenever there's got a- some sort of loose connection to this woman, you know, they're all already my thoughts and prayers are with you. My thoughts and prayers are with you. And I think people say that to be nice, but they're not actually well, praying Jason. and they're, they're going to throw her into the gossip prayer circle at their respective churches. Well, the thoughts and prayers don't work unless you change your, facebook profile picture either yeah (laughs) like that that shooting that happened or that was it a shooting or something or a stabbing that happened in paris and then like my thoughts and prayers are with paris and then everybody's oh what different profile yeah Yeah. so for different things there's different profile pictures you can put up for sure so man i don't that's that's tough yeah i I reached out uh, to people on our facebook and and uh one our well, one of my buddies I played soccer with, Aaron, he's like, that's like my biggest pet peeve is when people say, I'll pray for you. And you know right off the bat that one, they don't mean it. And you know that they're not going to actually pray for you. He said that's his biggest pet peeve. And I have to agree like that. I've been guilty of it. I So have I. I've done it too. 
I try not to. I honestly try not to. But it's like one of those nervous things. Like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Like, That's obviously this person's, like, hurting. Um, I'll pray for you. <laughs> like, I'll, I'll, I'll pray for you. Or you could just pray for me right now. Yeah. I, I've tried to resort to that, honestly. Yeah. More times than not, it's, can I pray for you right now? You know and who really challenged me on that? Who? Nathan Paisecki. Oh, yeah. having him on? Dude, story time. Okay, you, you got one? You remember? Okay, so. I remember right after the episode, it was a snowy day, just like tonight, and I about <laughs> killed myself on your front steps. Dude, I walked up so slow coming Tis to your house today. the season, my friend. We're... So next spring's project is is fixing up the the porches. So hopefully we get some new wood down. It's not so slippery. I'm going to bring a bag of salt and cat litter and just dump it all <laughs> over your steps. So after that Nathan episode, you and I both were like really charged, like just charged up, ready to go. Like let's start praying for everybody yeah. we bump into at Meyer. And so like there was a lady that I worked with and she was like just dead dog sick. Shouldn't be at the shop working, right? But she has to be because if she misses one day of work, she can't afford the bills. Yeah. She's a single woman just trying to make it, so she had to work. So she's came in sick. And I remember even texting you about it. I don't know if you remember. I was like, Jason, like, this woman's really sick. He's like, dude, put, lay hands on her. Just pray for her. Like, let's go. Let's go. Remember what Nathan told us to do? Let's just do it. He's <laughs> so fired up. And so, like, I held it in held it in and then finally like we were in this section of the shop where we're kind of alone and nobody else was around and i asked her and i said her you know i said her name i said hey i know you've been feeling really awful lately do you mind if i pray for you and she said yeah you can totally do it you can totally do that i said okay let's pray right now and i got really excited because how many times like like oh this is steps one and two are complete like let's go on to step three and it's like She's like, oh, no, 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 no. Don't pray for me right now. Yeah. I thought you were just going to, like, go home and pray. And then she walked out of the room. Yeah. And I'm like, wah, 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 wah. It, and I was like, oh. I still prayed for her, though. After she walked out of the room, I still prayed for her. Yeah. But I was fired up. Episode 17, From Miracles to Exorcism, Stories of Commanding Prayer. If that's the that's our episode with Nathan. If you haven't listened to that episode, go back and listen to that. His stories are amazing. Totes amazing. <laughs> Hashtag totes. But I've had situations like that where I feel like, I really feel like the Holy Spirit is prompting me to pray with this person right now. Like to really like offer it up and pray. Mm -hmm. And I just get anxiety nervous social awkwardness i'm already weird around people i don't know well to begin with so uh, yeah one situation where it did work out mm -hmm. i didn't actually pray with them i wrote it in an email to one of my co-workers i said i'm praying for you and i proceeded to write out the entire prayer which he shared with his wife because they were um they were trying to get pregnant at the time mm. And uh, he thanked me so much. After I hit send on that, I was like, what did I just do? <laughs> I was like, no, this has been a huge mistake. I can't take it back. I can't take it back. That function isn't send. invented yet. Why, Holy uh... Spirit? Why would you guide me into this awkwardness? 
But I think so. Like, it worked out really well, though. So, like, maybe, maybe what it what it potentially is is we as a culture, maybe this Christian culture that we that we're currently living in has kind of maybe is tired, sick and tired of the fakeness of the phrase. Even yeah, I'll pray for you. It doesn't mean anything anymore. It, yeah, and that's it's what, totally lost its meaning. It, which is sad. It's it's, it's very it, it's sad. very sad. But like that to me ma- makes me think like maybe we need to change things up. Maybe this thing can be redeemed because as Christians, when you you know you read the Bible, you get into the Scripture. Jesus is praying. He commands us to pray. Paul says, "Pray without ceasing." In First Thessalonians, I'm like, how do you do that? Yeah. How do I pray while I pr- play? playstation like i don't know how to do that like how do i pr- maybe you shouldn't be playing playstation oh Alex. is that what it is shoot you need to spend more time in the word i'm going to sell my playstation you should my family won't be able to watch netflix but who cares i'm Give being the holy proceeds to the poor <laughs> oh my god you're being so unbiblical right now cut your long hair it's ridiculous <laughs> heard that before as i grow as i'm growing mine out <laughs> Inching ever closer to yours. So, let's so, talk. Let's talk no. about. No, go ahead. Go ahead. So, how do we provide? Like this woman wanted. What she wants action. How do we provide I'm action? Trying. You ever feel like that? Like, no. Excuse me, person. I barely know on social media platform. I, I don't want you to pray for me. What I could really use is some help. Like, I could really use somebody bringing me a meal right now while we're in the hospital yeah. for the fifth time this year. But you did that. Thanks, buddy. Like, but those, those are the I things I got to eat need. some of that food, too. You so. did. <laughs> it's kind of for me, too. But it's like, <laughs> it's like, I don't want you to just to say that you'll pray for me because I know eight times out of ten, eight people out of ten, you really don't mean that. You're not going to really pray for me. Mm-hmm. What I need right now in this moment is I need some action, and I feel like this is what this woman is crying. Out I'm trying for. to think of what I would do in that situation if I were to come across this woman in a one-on-one situation, because she's crying for gun control. I obviously am not a gun control advocate. Yeah, I mean she's going big. She's going big because she because she's she's at one extreme, so she wants the other extreme to be a reality. And why you know? wouldn't you though? Exactly. Like, your son just died. Exactly. One. So I'm trying to think of what. I would say what I would do in that situation. And if I ever, so if, if we enter into these situations, that's the thing you're going to have these situations happen in your life. You're going to run into somebody that's going through something extremely difficult or vice versa. You're going through something extremely difficult. What do you want to see from people? To be honest, sometimes I don't want to just hear that you're going to be praying for us. Yeah. So like I always I've I've brought this up so many times on the podcast, but like when we had the foster kids, I knew there were people praying for us. But the yeah. things that I really remember are when all of a sudden people are just showing up to our house randomly, bringing us diapers yeah. and clothes, and saying like, "Here's a meal." Like, life is probably crazy for but you in, right in now. In those moments, did you pray for help? Were you praying? Were you asking for help? I think I think we. I think we honestly did because my wife and I are laying in bed together and saying, what did we just enter into? Yeah. God help us. Yeah. And then stuff starts showing up. And so you see like this stuff starts showing up. So you're seeing an answered prayer mm. and that looks more real to you than somebody who's just saying, hey, buddy, we're praying for you. 
Hope everything's going on. Let me know if you need anything. I just remembered my story. I want to save it for later. Okay. For for a different part of prayer. We'll sit here in silence until you we get there. <laughs> so I wait with anticipation. Oh my gosh. Tension Jesus. is building. Stop it. Tension creates Stop attention. It. Stop it. For all of you pastors. I wanted to make sure we get to hit the nail on the head with this subject of just saying the word, saying the phrase, I'll pray for you. Have we hit it enough? Have we have we said Maybe, maybe just, I think, honestly, I think maybe we do need to pray. We need to earnestly pray to God for when somebody's going through a tragedy. But at the same time, I don't think this woman is wrong in saying she wants some type of action. I don't I think, think she's wrong either. I think. Like, it breaks my heart. I think maybe, because I'm trying to remember. Even the way she phrased it was almost a prayer in itself, because she says, please, God, don't send any more prayers. Like, like she's pleading whether she earnestly means it or not, she's like pleading with God to not have people send prayers because she wants action. And you see that all throughout the Bible, like people and then like people wanted action from God. I'm just trying to think of the Lord's prayer and trying to think of the actions involved because it's Jesus showing us how to pray. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think of the prayer through my head because I feel like, yeah, he's saying the words, but he's also doing those things that he's praying about. I don't know. Maybe I'm kind of going off on a weird tangent. No, it it's mean... late. That kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Like, yeah. How do you bring the kingdom? Mm, that's a good question. Cause you're, and, and that, instance you're asking god like you god you are reigning perfectly in heaven right now Mm -hmm. please bring that down to the hell that we're in at this current moment Mm -hmm. and let like more times than not we're in crisis mode give us this day our daily bread and forgive us us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us yeah so there's the action right there forgive us and but also help us to forgive others so there's an action there. So maybe, maybe, not to say that just prayer is bad, but maybe even to show even a little bit more of sincerity in the current culture that we live in, we have to go that extra mile, huh? Some, uh, some more from the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah. Does prayer always lead to action? That's a good question. I don't, it, it may not. Maybe inaction is actually what, could be. Could be. In certain situations. Wow, you can really tell we're pastors right now, can't you? <laughs> we're sitting here thinking. So I'll, I'll, I'll share the story, and then uh, I want to go. Well, I want to go down an avenue of okay, kind of telling God off in prayer. So here's here's when I, I prayed for something, and I thought it was something good. Okay. Something that was great. Did you ask to win? No, I did not ask to win the lotto. I did. I said I would give it all back to God. (laughs) I would keep a million. Yeah. I would just keep a million, but then I'd give the rest to the church. Yeah. So when we had our foster daughter, it was during the time when no idea where the dad was. Didn't even look like the dad was a part of this little girl's life. And I said, God... 
I would like to be this little girl's dad. I want to be your daddy. Mm. And God said no. Yeah, didn't happen. It didn't happen. So there was in action maybe i don't know yeah nothing happened that's well something did happen got in in the fact that this guy showed up and actually was in the foster care world a miracle because he actually he was a biological parent and this does happen sometimes i'm not saying that but like in this particular situation to not know where the dad is and then all of a sudden the dad shows up yeah and yeah he's got a past but he's trying to fix his past Mm -hmm. and doing the right thing now and, like, just the stuff that he did to show that he wanted his daughter back. He was just like, this is incredible. And then, you know, all of a sudden I'm getting a call from my wife. Yeah, our foster daughter's probably going back to be with her family mm. that night. So let's give her some extra hugs and snuggles tonight because this is the last night we'll have her. It's kind of like, what the heck, man? Yeah. I thought I prayed for something good here. I thought we were doing something good here. Yeah. And in hindsight, God has a better plan than me, but I was kind of like, yeah, this is good. This is what I want. Yeah, that's tough. I thought about that the other day because her, so we, like mo- like most big churches, you have your kids program and they all, all the kids get stickers with their names on the back. The Sunday after our foster baby went back, I still printed off her sticker and put it in my Bible. Yeah. So every time I open up my Bible, the Bible I use every Sunday, I got it in there. That's pretty cool. Can we take a break? Let's take a quick break. Yeah, let's take a break. All right, Jason. This is the segment of the show where we read a five-star review. We got a new one? Yes, we do. So every time we get a one-star review, I'll go into a slight psychotic state. Yeah. And every time we get a five-star review, we'll read it on air. I think you just encourage more one-star reviews. I know. (laughs) Let's see what happens. Okay. (laughs) So anytime somebody leaves a five-star review... We will read it. I have to read it. These are important I'm, to I'm us. I'm almost encouraging you just to write the word F, 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 I don't think they can. In a five-star review. You can? I don't know. Can you can you do that in a review? Or Well, Apple block it. Somebody test it. I don't know how to leave a review. Let's see what happens. Anyway, so this one comes from a really awesome guy. So this is a guy that I work with. This is actually the guy who get me the job where I'm working 60 hours a week currently and never get to see my family. So thanks, Austin. <laughs> that was such a backhanded <laughs> He even tells me when he sees, sees me, he's like, how late were you out last night? I'm like, I was out until nine. He's like, I'm really sorry, man. <laughs> so this comes from Austin Big Daddy Sutherland. Nice. He's this guy is like the happiest guy in the world. Like if you ran ran over his dog, he'd probably be like, it's all right, man. I'll get another one. <laughs> he's, he's so awesome. So he's, so this is what he says. He says, love you guys. Love this podcast. What a refreshing perspective on Christianity, being a worship leader myself. It's awesome to be able to associate with other guys who believe the same way as I do. Awesome. So he's Austin's a good guy. He's a good dad, good husband. And, man can he do some electricity he's an electrician 
that's cool though that we resonate with different people just you know have these little conversations in your basement he really liked the one with the aliens uh with uh that one time i was abducted by aliens my favorite podcast of all time he's a fan they haven't posted a new episode i'm about to message them around halloween time he was talking about the black-eyed children oh my gosh did you listen to that episode no i didn't well the black-eyed children in general are terrifying but basically people see these kids that come in and they ask for something like they'll knock on people's doors or on their cars as you're just sitting there and they'll be like i need some help can i use your phone need to come inside and like they kind of lure you into a trance and then you look at their eyes and they're just solid black and people have been seeing them all over the place it's like an urban legend type thing i feel like the more we talk about it we're gonna actually see them so let's get back in this episode on prayer (laughs) dear lord make me a bird so i can fly All right, we left off brutal, so why not just make it more brutal? Oh, my goodness. It took a lot. Has there... Men sharing emotions and yeah. such. Well, it just made me think of, in in my life, um, I can kind of pinpoint in my adulthood when my prayer life took a turn. Mm. And it was at the point um, where I thought I had everything figured out as far as the Bible goes, like I thought I had God, like I had them all wrapped up into this nice package and a box and everything made sense. And I would, I just understood it all. And I got it, you know, really arrogant. And then a couple different things happened in my life that really sucked and pardon my French, but I was like, fuck this God, what the fuck is going on? And this was at, like, a point where I still thought swearing was a sin. But I was so angry Hmm. and so upset with God that that was my prayer. Hmm. And God answered and responded to that, like, immediately. Because after saying that, I had never felt more loved. Hmm. And to me, it was almost like... It switched, like I just flipped, uh, like I turned on a light switch or something. It was almost like like God was saying, and there's Jason. Welcome. <laughs> like, finally you realize that none of that BS matters and you can be real with me. And it, I know you. It reminds me, honestly, and I've talked about this section of scripture a lot on this podcast. It's one of the most profound scriptures that once I studied it and understood it, like it's, I, I find like daily applications for it. It's Matthew 11 when John the Baptist oh, is in yeah. prison. That's a good part. That's to me, like I started going through the Bible and thinking of what could be considered like, oh, what the f- like prayer or like, and they're all over the Bible or it's like, what the heck is going on right now? And it's John, John's the greatest man born among women. Jesus says, even he's the guy who goes, here's the savior. Here he is. I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals and baptizes Jesus and everything. And he's saying he still is in prison because he told Herod what was up. Yeah. So like, I was just doing the Lord's work. Like, I was just doing what 
Like, I was paid. I'm, yeah. I'm the voice in the wilderness, call, making way for the for the Savior, for the Messiah, and he's I've in changed, prison. I've changed nothing, and yet here I am, about to have my head chopped off. Are you the one? This is what he, oh, it's so. It's so brutal. Are you the one, or should we be looking for another? Yeah, after he everything, doubts Jesus, and here is the ones whose bootstraps I'm not worthy to tie. Like, oh my gosh, like it, it's such a recognizes Jesus right off the bat, and there he is. Here's Jesus, and then he gets to this point in his life where, like, are, what are you the one, or do I need to be looking for another? Yeah. Like crazy, right before his head gets chopped off. And what, I love Jesus' response. Jesus' response, just go tell what you see and you hear. Yeah. I'm not mad, because all this stuff is crazy. Yeah. I always think of myself as in Luke 15, the prodigal son, but I'm not the prodigal. I'm the one who stayed home and did everything I was supposed to do. And then I see the prodigal return, and he gets loved on, and I'm so furious because that should be me. I'm the third son that's never talked about. I'm the best of both worlds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the baby. I'm everybody's favorite. <laughs> but, like, that that guy, the brother who stayed home is like, what the hell, Dad? What's going on? Like, I've been here the whole time. I've done everything you've asked. I didn't go and waste everything like he, like he did. Mm. Yeah, dude. and I I feel like that's echoed throughout Scripture all over the place. In fact, I asked it on Twitter, and we got some responses. Alex, read. I'm gonna pull them up because people had some interesting thoughts on this. So a couple a couple weeks ago, now I said, "Have you ever uh, told God?" you in prayer if so did you grow closer to or further away from god afterward and here's what some people said uh jeff gala i'm sorry if i pronounced these names wrong he said closer for sure being able to be angry yet accepted at the same time is a love i've never known and steve austin who we've had on the show before he's got a new book out by the way catching your breath um we, we Right as you did that, I reached out my hand and I caught it. I'm here for you, buddy. <laughs> In all serious, we need to have Steve back on the show. Um, he said what Jeff said. So Steve was agreeing with Jeff. Uh, Dave Sorrell, closer but to a different God, which is an interesting thought. And I said, did the new God express more grace, forgiveness, and love than the old? And he said, always, a smiley face. Mm. And that was the exact feeling that I got. Like, I was so angry at God. And immediately you realize how stupid you are for challenging God. But at the same time, he doesn't treat you like you're stupid. He treats you like you're loved. And like lovingly points out, no, sir, you're wrong. For me, right after I said that prayer, you know what the sermon series was at wow. church? The, wo- the seven woes to the Pharisees. And here I am coming out of this legalism, legalistic background where I thought I had everything figured out. And each week, each sermon that our pastor spoke was another woe to me. Like, 
Like, no, you don't have it figured out. No, you've done some terrible things. No, you're not perfect. And yet I still love you is a message. And oh, and my grace is so much more than your little pea brain thought it could ever be. Oh, and I love them too. And them, and them, and them, and them. And those people you thought were going to hell. Yeah, I love them too. And, I, and I'm drawing them to myself in their own way. Oh, and this idea that you thought was stupid and this way over here where you thought I could never work through that. Yeah, I'm still working through that and still using that. It was just like, it was like gut punch after gut punch. And so, to yeah. me, it opened up everything. Right. So I think for me, so like in, the, in a similar way, after I got laid off from the church and after the church basically shut down and every all that stuff that we've talked about previously in, yeah. in the podcast, that's when I found Matthew 11. That's when that story finally yeah. jumped out at me. And it was like, and because for a while I was like, God's not good. Yeah. I moved out here to Flint. I did exactly what he told me to do. Yep. I moved to a strange land. It followed your with will. With very few trees. Because I lived in Metamora. There's lots of trees. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, and my wife and I are still kind of in that. Not, not that we doubt that God is good, but we're still kind of in that twiddle our thumbs. Like, what's next? Yeah. Like, do you want us here or do you want us somewhere else? And there's still those moments where I'm just like, all right, God, now what? I'm, I kind of want to take things into my own hands here. So I don't know. Yeah. We've got some more thoughts on this. Um, Charlie Porter says closer, but something I didn't feel right saying because I'd never talked to my parents that way. So he's like, I take that to mean he swore at God, but then immediately felt bad. Sorry, 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 yeah. sorry, sorry. So he says, um, it was very much like Happy Gilmore at the intercom between telling God off and apologizing and making nice. <laughs> I'm sorry, baby. <laughs> Did you sleep with an Asian woman after that? <laughs> Solid uh, reference, though. Solid it was. Reference. That's what I said, yeah. Um, Jettison Inc. says, currently reviewing the book of Job. Pretty sure it's the F-bomb capital of scripture. I think you're in the clear on this. And that would, Job is one of the first examples I thought of. Because Job was in that same... Uh, I, I was not in the same boat Job was in. Uh, I don't think anybody has ever been. Um, but Job w- thought he had stuff figured out. Like, you tell me, God. Tell me, what have I done wrong to deserve this? And Job was, like, especially around, like, chapters 37 and 38, I think God starts responding. No, Job. Like, I am God. And just goes into all this, like, maybe the best chapters in the entire Bible of who God is and how God acts and what God does Hmm. and what God is taking care of while you and your little world are concerned with your things. Like, God is holding the universe together. Not that your prayers are not important. And I think that's the other big thing that we'll probably get to in a minute. Like, God does care about the little and the insignificant. Yeah, he does. And the details of your life while he's holding the universe together. And that blows my mind. And that that takes me to Ephesians chapter 3, like... Nothing will separate you from the love of God, nor depth, nor height, no, nor distance, or anything of that nature. Like, like that mm-hmm. love is always still there. Uh, Zach Crater says, um, 
in quotes, what the f and what the f are you doing have been used. It is much more honest than a version of, I know you have plans in this that I used to employ. I got to think the honesty is appreciated. And I think that's the point where it clicked for me because prayer was something that was very fake. Like it was very formulaic. Say these words in this particular way, because this is the way you've heard people from the pulpit say them. Like, you Again, know, it kind of goes back to you got to get like, the verbiage right. Yeah. Who has the most like who can use the most Bible lingo? Yeah. And sometimes people don't. I, I got to think that there's people that that's just they honestly, that's how they pray. That is. You're right. So I don't want to like not that. Exactly. But, but I don't this, want people to sit there in the pews and say, like, I could never pray. I don't know how to pray like that. I can't pray like that. Neither can I. I never I've never been able to. I try. It sounds terrible. <laughs> it really does sound bad. I got it. That's why I'm so like, like we get into like a growth community or a small group setting and be like, somebody close us out in prayer. I'm always like hesitant because I'm always thinking. Isn't everybody though? Everybody's like, God, yeah, but that. I'm always like, I can pray. I'm forget one of the requests and God's not going to hear oh, it. I know it. It's, it's funny. So We've mentioned this book many times on this podcast. It's one of the best books I've ever read in recent history. It's the Jesus Storybook Bible. <laughs> oh, my Lord, if you haven't bought it on Amazon yet, what are you doing with your life? What the f***? <laughs> like, reading that, it's, it's, it's so... You can read... Who's, who's got a good... You could read John MacArthur's book on prayer. We bring him. I have I have his book on prayer. You can read <laughs> You can read his book on prayer and I bet you the Jesus storybook version where it's it's when Jesus goes through the Lord's prayer and he talks about it, the the author is putting it into kid phrases and yeah. kid terms when the author I think it was a woman who said like talks about the Pharisees or the super holy religious important people and she always yeah. puts it in quotes. And and then Jesus goes and he's like talking about prayer and he starts off with daddy. Yeah. So you can say daddy. And it's like, that's really sweet. I'm not going to say daddy. He's, he's our father in heaven. Okay. Like, but like just how simple when you read that chapter, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I just read it to Aiden. I can't think of it. But that simple prayer, like God hears it. You don't have to go to Bible college in order to say it. Yeah. And it's still like think about it the God, the God who holds the universe in place, the God who parted the Red Seas, the God that did everything in the Old Testament, Jesus, he hears these prayers and I think we just need to pray and not get so caught up in the verbiage, not get all caught up in the ritual of it and just be like you are literally talking to Jesus. That's yeah. that's when I who knows every thought in your brain knows all the words on the tip of your tongue. So before you say them. So lately, so we've been Ada's been scared. She's been getting she's she's entering the phase of life where she's getting up in the middle of the night and it's really just like I, I just got done working. I yeah. need to sleep. My wife and I were in bed by a quarter to nine last night. We still didn't get a full six hours of sleep because of little Miss Ada. Yeah. So mm. lately her thing is, she goes, Coco, I'm scared. Because she doesn't know what skeletons are. She just knows oh. that from 
Coco their skeleton. Yeah. So I don't know if she's having nightmares or whatever. I don't know what it is. So Damn, late- Coco gave her nightmares. <laughs> Sorry, Ernesto and Tony. I know you love that movie. <laughs> yeah. But so I've been trying to talk to Ada about prayer and about how you can talk to Jesus and tell him that you're scared. And yeah. Jesus, Jesus will hear you and he will help you not be scared. And this whole experience of being a dad with, I only have one kid right now, so it's, it's really easy to be a dad, just to pour all your love and affection into one kid. But it's really changed my perspective on prayer, and it's helped me when I could be in a callous state, not yeah. be so callous. And so, gosh. It, what, I mean, I always pray Am with Am I our, all over the place? I might be a little We are. Place. When I pray with the kids, there are some days where I'm not into it at all. But they'll be like, Daddy, you didn't say a prayer with us. And we can't. They're not going to go to sleep until I say a prayer. And what doesn't always Dad. result. It doesn't always result in a good prayer on my part. We'll get to that in a minute. But just this one more, like scripturally, not to get. I don't want to bombard people with scripture. But just to with point out. Biblical. Yeah. Implications. Yeah. Let's get back to this comment. <laughs> Let's get biblical. I was trying to avoid that. Jeremiah. And Jeremiah chapter 20. Your book's really sad. Is a big giant F you. Verse 14. Cursed be the day wherein I was born. Let not the day wherein my mother bore me be blessed. Cursed by, be the man who brought tidings to my father saying... A man-child is born unto thee, making him very glad. <laughs> like, the people who blessed my dad, saying, Awesome, you're having a kid. Like, screw that guy. <laughs> like, he's so mad. And let the man be as the cities which Jehovah overthrew and repented not. And let him, so like, all the cities God's casting to hell. Yeah, let that be. And let him hear... Hear a cry in the morning and a shouting at noonday because he slew me not from the womb. <laughs> or would that my mother had been my grave and hear her womb always be great with me. Wherefore came I forth from the womb to see labor and sorrow that my day should be consumed in shame. Like, curse God for me ever being born. Curse the city I was born in. Curse the guy who brought joy to my dad. Like, those are open and honest prayers, which I want to challenge people. Like, okay, maybe saying F you is is a bit outlandish, but... If it's not you, then it's not you. Like, the whole thing I'm trying to get to is be open and honest with God. We, We started up front a whole deal with fake prayer and how fake prayer doesn't benefit anybody. It probably doesn't result in action. Either you just not praying because we have such this, this fake repu- like reputation of hypocrites or just, just people who say things, but really don't believe them. Like prayer is an awesome thing. And yet I feel like we're culturally in a position where we don't even want to ask people to pray for us because it's just this weird gray area that doesn't mean anything. And what I'm trying to communicate to our listeners is 
be open and honest with God and the way you talk with him. Mm. Like, that's my challenge. And see if he doesn't respond. Because every time where I've got push comes to shove and I was really angry and had those type of prayers, they were answered. Like something happened. Maybe it was a sermon series. And you know, the last time I was really angry at God is my wife and I wanted to get out of the house that we were in so bad. It was our starter home. We bought it in 06. The market tanked. Our house was worth less than half of what it was. So over this past summer, spring, summer, we finally got in the position to sell. And our house sells. And... We start looking at homes and we find the most perfect home. That's a bit up there on our price range, but it is perfect, move-in ready. We walk in this house and it was, I can picture us raising our kids here. Like both my wife and I were just all gung-ho about it. We put in our offer and we didn't hear back for a few days. And then somebody else came and looked at the house. And then they also put in an offer. So now the seller has two offers. And then they come back and say, well, put in your best offer. And we came in and put in a better offer and even better than what the other people were putting in. And they still turned it down. Hmm. And I mean, everything just happened so last minute. And I was just so pissed. I was like, why? How could you do this to us? Like, we want out of this house so badly. We want this one so badly. And... I know this is like, some people are going to hear this and be, this is so stupid. You're praying for a house. But I was so upset about it. Uh, How could all these just last minute, don't make any sense details fall through for us not to get this house? And in hindsight, we found the perfect house, a better house. That was 50 grand less. So it's way more affordable. Yeah. Not to mention in that moment that we put our offer in, the interest rate had ballooned on those couple of days, which made a gigantic difference in what, I mean, that price, the house was already at the top of our budget. It would have been unaffordable hmm. for us. You've been house broke. We would have been house. Yeah. We would totally be, be house poor. And so like, that was one of those things where like, God's like, nope, I, it's not where I want you. I know this hurts, but you need to settle down, slow your roll, pump the brakes. Don't worry. I got this. Please, for the love of God, stop worrying. I've got this. You don't need to worry. I've got you. <laughs> so that story brings up uh, something somebody brought up on social media and something that okay. I want to talk about. All right. And then we'll maybe close the episode. Does it seem kind of petty for us to pray for those things when there's our brothers and sisters in Christ that are suffering throughout the world. Oh yeah. And (sighs) my answer is, yeah, it kind of seems a little petty because I've, I've prayed for things and it's just like, yeah, but I at least know where my meal's coming. Yeah. Or, yeah, I've been kind of praying and asking God, like, is it time to move out of Flint? But at least I have a house, and at least it's a good house that keeps the rain off of our heads and it keeps yeah. us warm at night. I guess for me, 
those things sound petty, but those things can turn into great opportunities to be to be thankful to God, I guess. And to say like, yeah, those things are those things may seem petty to somebody in the third world or somebody who's trying to think of the bigger scheme, the the bit the bigger picture essentially. But those are still things that I believe God has given me. Like, well, that's one of the things I pray with Ada a lot. Like she may not understand it, but I'm I'm praying with her. And as I'm praying with her, trying to get her just to just to think like simply, like, thank you for like our bed. Yeah. That we get to sleep in. It's comfortable. It's nice. We get to rest. God has designed rest. And you can you can take that down a, a deeper theological trail. To be thankful for it because other people don't have it. Right. Or to be thankful just because it this is a gift. And so I guess it's just the perspective in which you look at it, maybe. Like, we should be praying for, I don't know, we should be praying, I don't know necessarily world peace is the answer, to, you know, around Christmas time. Let's pray for world peace. Or we can just pray for Jesus to come back and this thing will all be over. Yeah. But... I'm just thinking a lesson I learned from The Hobbit. <laughs> when uh, they come out of the cave, Bilbo just got the ring from Gollum. This is the first Hobbit. Lost! <laughs> I just work in Gollum references so I can hear your, your he Gollum. Took it from us. <laughs> Trixie, fat Hobbit. <laughs> Trixie. <laughs> What's he got? Uh, he comes out of there and the the dwarves are like I bet he's gone back home to his shire and he's like nope I'm still here like haha took the ring off here I am and he's like yeah I do miss the shire yeah I miss my armchair and yeah I love my home and I have nice things but you don't and it, not to shame you but because I have those nice things, I'm going to help you get yours hmm. because I want you to have the nice things too. So like, I think like, I think, uh, I think you can still pray and be thankful and being thankful is maybe the biggest place to come from. Um, in fact, I, I think one of the greatest things that you can do to help your prayer life, especially when you're upset or hurting uh, one to tell off God, like I said, but another thing to do is bef- before you even get to your request, just start listing all the things that you're thankful for. And a lot of times I don't have a request anymore. By the time I start recounting everything that God has done for me, big and small. And yeah, the little things matter and the little things count and the little things add up. And I don't want to discount the little things. But I think also we need to get to a point where we're helping other people um, get to a place of joy, especially our brothers and sisters, especially when we see them down. I don't always have the answer on how to do that, but it could be as simple as like, hey, we see a need, let's fill a need. Let's, let's, you know, let's fill cups up instead of empty them out. 
and let's mourn with those who mourn. Yeah, that's the one that keeps pinging in my head right now. Yep. Oh man, prayer, dude. You have uh, any examples of answered prayer? I have a number, a lot. I'm trying to think of ones that aren't super personal that I'd be willing to share in podcast. So I'll, format, I'll share this format. one because I'll, I'll talk about Mrs. Ryman upstairs. Okay. She is the answer to prayer that I need. Or this, she was, she's so like, I read this cheesy Christian book back when I was in high school. Just newly saved, trying to figure this whole thing out. Yeah. And like, of course, now I got to find a Christian girl that I can settle down with. And I get kissed married. dating goodbye. Was that the book you read? No, it was When God Writes Your Love Story. Oh, okay. somebody, somebody out there has read that. It's I not, not, it's not a bad book, but this, <laughs> but just the title in it itself sounds kind of cheesy. Um, we did it in our youth group. We read it all together. Uh, I learned I learned a lot of stuff about Jesus from that book, so I don't want to dog it too much. Stuff about Jesus that I still think to this day. So, some there are some words of wisdom in there. But one of the things that they said was, "Are you praying for your future spouse? Are you praying for the spouse that God wants you to have, or do you have this woman in mind that you're chasing after, or something something along those lines?" And, like, I took that to heart. And so, like, when I was dating, throughout my dating, before I met Shauna, I was kind of like, God, what woman do you want me to have? And then I would see a girl would flash her pretty eyes at me, and I we'd go out on a couple of dates, and it's just like, no, this is not you. You're really pretty, but nope, it's not you. And then Shauna shows up, and like, oh, my gosh, she's gorgeous. Look at Look at her. <laughs> hey, now. And then you realize it's more than just the outer beauty. It's the inner beauty. It's the it's her ability to call me out on my crap. And but yeah. at the same time, she's not doing that because she wants to tear me down. She's doing that because she wants to she see wants me to build you up. She wants to see me be a better man of God. And so I remember all throughout. I had, I used to have this journal where I would pray different different things, and I would date them. And like it was like before I met Sean, I would I was dating for this woman that would help me become more like Jesus. And I think Shauna is that answer to prayer. So, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. <laughs> there you go, guys. If you're I feel if like you're you looking... just gave me enough material. Anytime you're upset with Shauna, I'm going to play this back for you. Remember when you prayed, Alex? You remember your prayer? It's forever now in podcast form. Yeah. <laughs> no, that is really sweet, though. And I think, like, most recently, Jess was struggling with a job opportunity. Like, should I stay or should I go now type thing. Okay, clash. Yeah. And I I prayed for her. And I, I think I told her. I was like, I prayed, I prayed for you to uh, get a new job, <laughs> more or less. I don't want you to be without um, revealing. I don't want you to be details. the mother. I don't want you to be a stay-at-home mom to our kids. I want you to go make that money. Yeah. Um, can you be your? Can you be my sugar mama? And the very next day, an employer that she had gone to months prior, who was not interested, called her and said, "Hey, would you like to?" Wait. So Jess got a job working for us. Yeah, you I didn't don't want to get into that. details, Alex. I'm trying to. 
This is really hard because I have so many like answered prayers. Some large, some small, and some some yes, some no, and some wait a second, buddy. Yeah, and I don't want to get into it like the details are personal. I'm trying to think of ones where I could be like, oh, they're not personal. I could share some cool ones with you afterwards. You've told a couple on this podcast before. Like when you were like all these bills hit you all at once and you prayed for like, I don't know how this is, how I'm going to have the funds. Yeah. I, yeah. I, and all of a sudden it's just like, boom, one bill went away completely. And then all of a sudden random money is just showing yeah, up in your I mailbox. A thousand bucks show up in the mail. The IRS dropped a large portion of my taxes. Yeah. Take that IRS. Well, even internal uh, revenue service. There was a time where I was like, oh, this is stupid. Like, so like I have high anxiety over money and it's stuff. I feel so stupid about it and I can't stop it. Like I, I just do. So I always feel stupid about praying for stuff like that. There was one year where it was mine and Jess's 10 year anniversary and I was going to get a bonus at work, but it all needed to go to bills and um medical bills always strike me the hardest and because you know you're unprepared for them yeah it's like they come they show up six months later it's like what the crap is this and so a new guitar i met with somebody at our at my small group and i was like i met with him i was like man can we pray like it's my wife and i's 10-year anniversary we just don't have a lot of money and I just wanted to do something special with, like I wanted to get away and not have to worry about anything. And we prayed about it, and it's just a stupid small request. And I got my bonus the next day, and then I got an additional bonus on top of it that they only give out to one employee each year. Jason's that that is that employee. Yeah, and was it, that coincidence or providence? I had no idea. No idea that it could have possibly be happening. And here was like, yeah, here's your bonus. Oh, and here's a special bonus. Oh, and here's some company stock. Like, they hooked me up. And I don't know. And I told, you know, the guy who prayed with me, and we were just like, both like, that is incredible. Like, see, so like that's God cares about this stupid thing. Yeah, it may seem petty to somebody in a third world country or who doesn't have those things, but like, can we not? It reminds me. Okay, another one last biblical implication, then we'll we'll wrap it up. There is a section. I don't it, want like uh, what. So I just want to say like God doesn't always answer those prayers. Though. No, He doesn't. So I don't want to be like I don't want to come off as an a hole. Here's a great example. Okay, I can't remember the name of the person, but is it in the Bible? It is in the Bible. Go ask your pastor. Your pastor will know. There's a section in Philippians where Paul is over just overjoyed that this particular person was healed from an illness or a or a disease or something and he's writing in the to the philippian church about this i am so thankful for such and such got healed god delivered this person yada 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 you think at the same time paul is writing that and he's got that that thing in his side yeah and so here's a man who is just he's overjoyed that God is has healed this person as he's dealing with his own ailment. Yeah. And I never even thought about that. That's interesting. I think it's in it's somewhere in Philippians. It's somewhere in the Bible. 
it's it's in what it's one of those so like all throughout Philippians I highlighted every time Paul would say joy, joy or rejoice. Yeah. It's a book of joy. And like that really hit me like here he here he is so happy, so joyful. Yet he still God hasn't healed him. No. I don't know I don't know how that works. I don't I honestly anybody listening to this who's been maybe praying for something and seeing everybody around you get their prayers answered or hearing mine and Jason's prayers being answered but you haven't been not to say that you're do you're not doing anything wrong. Yeah. God doesn't hate you, but at the same time Get out of that. We might need to try and get out of that funk a little bit and kind of take on that more joyful, like God does answer prayers. Maybe he's not answering the prayers that you, in the ways that you want him to, but God still answers prayers and he's listening to you and he hears your groans and he hears your cries and he hears the FUs that you say quietly in the car uh, driving to work. He does. He hears all of it. He knows you. (laughs) You don't have to be fake. You don't have to put on anything. That's all I got. That's all I got, Jason. So, I I will say like my uh my wife who also struggles with prayer and struggles with the notion like how can I pray for and ask for stupid little things when so much in the world is going on? Like why does what I do matter? And She's a co-host of the podcast Outside of the Walls, and she I told her we were doing an episode on prayer. She's like, oh, I started writing an episode, and it's way better than everything we just said. So I don't I can't I don't want to steal it. Just go listen to her episode. Just yeah. shut this podcast off, delete it off of your podcast. App, it'll, and go it'll listen to her. It'll be out probably by the end of the month, outside the walls. You can listen to my wife talk about prayer. Jason, I would be we would be we would really be missing an opportunity if we didn't close this episode in prayer. Okay. I'm you, so nervous. Do you right want to pray? No. no. <laughs> uh, leave us a five star review. <laughs> Is that how you would? Oh my gosh. Uh, visit us on social media. No, I'm serious. I'll pray. Okay, we can do it. Okay. Uh, okay, here we go. Everybody, if you're driving a car right now, don't close your eyes. No, dude. I'm, it's no, important that they do don't, Alex. Don't do it. Don't listen to Jason. Listen to me. Listen to my soft, At soothing least voice. Lower your eyes. Because <laughs> otherwise this doesn't work. And fold your hands. Take them off the wheel. I honestly close my eyes. I know you don't have to do it. I just close it because it it does help me focus. It does. And it also helps me get sleepy. Anyway. All right. I'm serious. We're going to break. All right. Father in heaven, we we talked about prayer. And God, Jason and I just feel extremely insufficient to talk about this. But God, my honest prayer to you is... Be with, be with Jason and I as we continue to do this podcast. Help us to just point people to Jesus. We, we suck. We are, not, we are not good men. We are not the men's to be examples to people. We, we honestly just want to shout and point to Jesus and say, be more like him. Please be more like him. And so we just pray for every listener out there that if you're struggling with prayer, if, if prayer is something that's difficult, if you see 
other prayers being answered around you and yours have still been unheard or feel that they've been unheard, I pray that, God, you would uh, just comfort them and maybe show them in some small way that you are there listening. God, I just pray again for everybody's week. When they listen to this, I pray, God, that you would just show up in amazing ways. God, help us to just be more like Jesus. Help us just to love people. God, help us to always keep our sticks on the ice. Pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If you weren't going to say it, I was. (laughs) That was going to be my my man-a-few-words addition to your prayer.